Hello, you're listening to Rose Ed, the definitive soccer podcast. And the Champions League is back with the best breakout performance from a man called Leo in Paris, since the man in the iron mask. Ask your parents, kids. As Ronnie rescues United, Liverpool laugh at Porto, while Chelsea regret visiting an old lady more than anyone since Wayne Rooney. Plus, Hannah has some apologies to make to our fans on TikTok. Welcome to Rose Z. Hannah East, how's it going? Well, it's okay. What's happened to your eye? It's pink. You've got pink eye. It's just it's something up with the camera. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> something up with the camera. It's looking at my pink eye. <laughs> Right, let's just address this right now. So the problem is I want to put this on all of the clips this week because if you only watch the clips, which as we know, because people don't really listen to the podcast, they just watch (laughs) our stupid videos that we put out, then you're going to think, what the hell is that? So what's happened is there's something in my eye. I had an achy eye on Sunday night. I woke up on Monday morning. I thought it might be from boxing. Now I'm not so sure because the doctor thinks there's a foreign object in it. Right. So... There's something in there. I've got antibiotic eye drops. Um, It really aches and it's a little bit cloudy, but I'm sure it's fine. The most important thing is I've got a date next week. So as long as it's cleared up by then. When's the date? What day's the date next week? Wednesday, the 6th of October. So if any of the listeners would like to come down, um, it'd be lovely to see you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so as as long as it's cleared up by then. Do you think it'll clear up by then? Well, yeah, I mean, I'd probably be more concerned about removing an object from my eye other than going on a first date next week. But, um, I mean, who, who are you going on a date with? <laughs> well, that's not for this podcast, <laughs> is it? Because you mentioned uh, about wearing like a, a Gabrielle eye patch. Gabrielle style eye patch. Yeah. Again, ask you, because I've referenced the man in the eye mask already, popular mid to late 90s film. <laughs> uh, our 15-year-old TikTok followers are going to be all over that one, aren't they? <laughs> but... <laughs> But uh, I was going to go Gabrielle style again. Dreams ask your parents. can come true. Imagine if you walked up to her like that. No. Yeah, well, that's what I think. Or an eye patch is pretty cool, isn't it? So, yeah. But I do know this girl, so she knows I don't have an eye patch. Okay, that's, that's a bit weird. And weird to wear sunglasses to a date inside in a bar at I've, night time. Well, well, I've been wearing sunnies all week and it's been really cold and quite dark and overcast. So it does, it does look a little bit like I think I'm Mariah Carey, but it's just more that I just don't, want to scare people with more joe you, you could go freddy versus jason and that would be a vast improvement upon what's already there so That's out of order. so is that the hockey mask yeah <laughs> well that little voice you can hear is the voice of mike stavrou who said i look even more like a serial killer than ever you're right mike <laughs> yeah i'm very well mate i've actually had a very good week i had a great week but go on then i had a great weekend um there was there was a lot of good events going on like what um events i attended in person like Oh, great. I'm sure matter. that was that was great for everybody. <laughs> the little matter of the North London derby. I, I don't know if you oh, caught that. Remind Joe. me what happened. Remind me. It's not um, on the running order today. Not on the running uh, so, order. So basically, just to give you just give you a little rundown, Hannah. Um, Arsenal were three 0 up in the were North they? London derby after after 34 minutes, and uh, yeah, we absolutely blew Spurs away. Pathetic little Spurs. And Joe, I don't think was too happy with me because I was giving him a bit of stick on the WhatsApp group, and I think he was almost in tears which was great to see after his no 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 in the first game There's week. no limits to what we can do. No limits, yeah. Does I think me? they found well, their there limit. There is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> no, I'm it's burst a blood vessel in my eye, Mike. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that's how upset I was. Yeah, after yeah, the North stress. London derby. So you have experienced stress. So maybe Hannah was right. It's stressful. Yeah, stress. Were you a bit upset. drunk on Sunday, Mike? Um, I'd I'd enjoyed a few drinks, but I think I was, I was just happy because it was just such a great performance from Arsenal, and it, it we just like I think there's never been a more one-sided North London derby than that in a long, long time. So it was it was great, yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I've seen you. I've seen Arsenal turn us over quite a lot in the late nineties, and I would say it was a pretty similar vibe. Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, it was it was horribly, Shit. horribly depressing. Yes, it was. Yes, and I'm, I'm I've been eating my words. Uh, I was filming at Spurs this week, actually, and the atmosphere is pretty, pretty uh, mournful. I would say, and yes, it's not a good atmosphere in the club. I just thought. The thing that worried me more than the awful sitting back, lack of pressing, no idea of counter-attacking, no seeming uh, style of play, was it just felt a bit like the players really aren't playing for him. That looked like a group of players who couldn't be bothered. And that concerns me the most. And I know, look at Hannah, she can barely contain herself. (laughs) I think one of the things that concerns me the most is, okay, you can learn different styles or whatever, and you can get to know a manager, but... This idea that they're not interested, which I think you can see on a football pitch, that really worries me. And I know it bothers you, Hannah, this idea that pull the trigger on managers early. Hmm. But if you've made the wrong appointment, and bear in mind, I think he was the sixth or seventh person Tottenham approach for this job, and he's a good manager, maybe just a bad fit at that particular club. I think pull the trigger early. What is the point in sitting through the rest of this season? It's if it, I know this is very, very reactionary and he might have time to get his ideas across, but if it's wrong now, yeah. just do it. Move on. Everybody's friends. He gets a big fat payoff. So not a problem when we get somebody else in. Um, yeah, but I'm you sad. were playing very, very well sad. at the start of the season. You had three or four matches. Well, you were doing well. Um, so we, we were doing well, not playing well. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. But you were. I mean, what it was, it was three one nil results and, you know, Man City often take a long time to sort of warm up in the beginning of the new season. But yeah, I think, I think Joe, you're right. It's like the, the sort of noises that are coming out of the club already after what, six games. Um, they're not good. I read an article from Jack Pitbrook of the athletic today and the bullet points, not even the, the sort of meat of the article was players consider Nuno less dominant than Mar- Mourinho, Pochettino, Tottenham boss, an aloof figure on the training ground focused on football rather than wider club commitments the training ground source said there are no patterns of play. I mean, that is pretty damning stuff to be said already. Yeah, I don't care if he's not bothered about working with the marketing team on sponsorship deals and stuff. Like being concerned with football is his job as far as I'm concerned. So that's fine. Yeah, no patterns of play. The fact that the players don't like him, that ain't good. So is it, can I ask, is it the manager or is it the style of play that he's implementing or is it the players I'd say it's a bit it's a bit of everything. Harry right. Kane is in the most rotten form. Looks awful. There's obviously maybe there's an element that he wanted to go to City. I think it's also probably more he's never had anything but positive attention as a footballer. Yeah. So to have the level of scrutiny he's had from all over the UK and Europe probably and it's pretty much all been negative and critical of him and his behavior and it's I just don't feel like he's taken that very well and I can understand that. Um I think there's also the issue that potentially he's the wrong man for the job. And if if we were here and say there was a boss of Rose Ed and clearly there's no management structure because they well, it's such a total shambles. <laughs> but the, the seventh person that we tried to appoint came in, then you'd be like, oh, well, this, I'm, I'm not really yeah. that bothered about what you think because you're yeah. so far from number one choice. And also I think the style, the thing that worries me about the style of play is there is no style of play. It looks incredibly basic. Just sit back, soak up pressure and hope that Sun can do a little bit of something on the break. And and I think also there's an element of something that I've kind of been banging the drum about for a while, that 
this team needed refreshing and there's a lo- whole load of new personnel but i actually think this team needed refreshing in the sense that the big talisman and the person you associate with this team being harry kane probably needed to move on not just for, for financial reasons but just to start again let's rebuild we're not a big club we're, we're a good club and we're a good size club and we've got more money than most but we're not a big club financially like city united chelsea even arsenal are like in terms of fan base and in terms of finances even arsenal yeah not so, one of the biggest yeah. clubs in the world at all no but i'm comparing but you don't have the money of an oil rich state behind you do you know what i mean and you don't have the marketing machine of manchester united behind you like, no but so, in, terms, in terms of big clubs like status wise they're still still up there yes everybody likes arsenal sorry no sorry joe not to, not to i just yeah, picked up on what you were saying there just quickly um Obviously, like post Pochettino, I think your recruitment has been pretty poor. You would say, like managerial wise, obviously you brought in Mourinho as you know a bit of a status thing. I think it was a big name, maybe yeah. attract you know a bit more commercial revenue to the club. That obviously didn't work out, and then you hired like Mourinho's sort of like rubbish little brother, almost like Mourinho Light in Nuno, and obviously he was like your sixth choice. So where do you go from here? Like if you do sack Nuno. You've already like, you know, I think you wanted Fonseca and um, Conte obviously was up there and even like Gennaro Gattuso. So who's left? Like, do you, do you trust Levy to sort of do that process? We should have done. I, I, I'm very rarely right on this podcast, right? But I did say, if you remember when we had this discussion right, like during the Euros, should have gone for Graham Potter. Because style, you just need to park your ego for a little bit. We are not Manchester United. Like, we're not Chelsea. We're n- we are not that club. Our best managerial appointment in the last 70 years was the Southampton manager. So we brought in Richard Pochettino. So why not bring in the Brighton manager? Just because our fans have got ideas above their station. We should have brought in someone who suited our style of play. And look at Brighton this season. They were great last season. They were just actually very unlucky, kind of when you look at the XG and stuff. They didn't convert their chances. Now they're doing that. He's doing a lot with not very much. And it's perfect style of play for us. Attacking, good passing movement, pressing high up the pitch. Exactly what Pochettino did. That would be the perfect man for us. Now, we would have a hell of a time prizing him away during a season when Brighton are flying. And he's probably looking at it thinking, Jesus, why would I go to Tottenham? What a sinking ship that is. I just think, but I think if you've got the wrong man in, get him out, get a caretaker in, eat a bit of humble pie and just go, right, let's rebuild with what we have. And if you don't want to be here, Harry Kane, Tangy and Dombley, whatever, you can go in January and we will promote young players who do and maybe think, okay, we might finish 10 or 11th, whatever, but let's rebuild something that might last a few years. I think I think Tim Show was available, Joe. Oh, I did like Tim, right? Because Tim... <laughs> When Tim came in, the king of the gilet, firstly, it was a, it was a quality pairing at Spurs because it was Tim Sherwood with his assistant manager as Sir Les Ferdinand. So you've basically got a secondhand car salesman in a gilet <laughs> and then arguably one of the most handsome men to ever play in the Premier League, Sir Les. Just pure kind of charm, suave affability. It was kind of like Del Boy and Rodney, but if Rodney... <laughs> was like Denzel Washington, basically. <laughs> it was kind of that sort of dynamic. Yeah, I see it, yeah. But also, Tim clearly had no idea how to organise a defence. So the entire team basically played over the halfway line, which was brilliant because we'd win one game, lose one, another game, but it was so exciting. And we're not going to win the league. So all I want is to have a bit of fun. And so you're, the best... you're saying Tim Sherwood in then? I'm saying Sherwood in. Hashtag it here first. Sherwood So you think in. they need to, when do they need to implement that? Do you think immediately? Now we've got an international break coming up. 
Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Do you know what? Like in Of Mice and Men, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't read John Steinbeck's classic novel from the 1930s. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just in case you're on the final chapter. Do you know what? It's time to take the dog outside and then <laughs> you hear the shotgun. Except the dog died in that case. He didn't get paid off with millions of pounds. So Nuno, it's, it's going to be better for him than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Nuno out. Just start again. Get Ledley in. Get Ledley in. Get Bring back the king. <laughs> It's a disaster where's, way it's where's the consistency going to be for this though? Because you were, I know, I know we're just, like taking the mic out of you, and you were like, "No, no, no!" at the beginning, <laughs> and that was literally only a few weeks ago. So how have yeah. we yeah. changed from being like, "Yeah, there's no limits to what we're going to do. We're at the top of the table. Arsenal are at the bottom. It's such an exciting time." And whether you whether you won one nil or not, you still won the match. So nobody was really criticizing as much as now turning around saying get the manager out and who should we have in it's almost it's called like being a fickle football hair. fan Hannah. it's dying well, your a- hair as it's dying your hair it's like dying your hair you just change your mind one day i'll have it brown tomorrow i'll have it blonde the day after you know where's the consistency flip-flop that's what they call is, it is that a, have you been you've been getting you've been getting your analogies off mic it's <laughs> dying your hair is that a saying you've had more managers than my grands had hot dinners that's it. <laughs> yeah, i mean <laughs> You have it. You have it. Brown one day, blonde the next. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, do you know what? No, as Mike, as Mike said a few weeks ago, look, football's fickle, Joe, and it changes every week. And next week, we might be brilliant, or we might blow Villa away on Sunday. We won't because Villa look good, so yeah. we'll get beaten three 0 But we might blow Villa away on Sunday, and I'll be singing a different song. But I don't know. I just think we beat City, and then we won a, another couple of games. And I tried to ignore the fact that Wolves absolutely caned us, even though we did end up beating them. And it was kind of papering over the cracks. I was looking at the result, not the way we played. And City, to be fair, we played well against City, but that's because they played into our hands. It was Grealish's Premier League debut and they basically just gave him the ball all the time, which made life really easy for us because we could just isolate one player out on the flank and just break on them. It's like they haven't played like that since. I think they learned a lesson from that game. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. What I see right now tells me that the, the team is in real trouble tactically. However... Nuno might be cooking. I mean, he's a professional football manager, so he might be cooking something up and who knows, maybe he needs time to build. But if it's like right now, what do you want? It's like this. And also, I don't want to see defensive football. I just don't want to see that. As I said, we're not going to win the league. So entertain me. The best Tottenham team was under Harry Redknapp because they couldn't defend, but we scored loads of goals. And that's all we want. It was brilliant, brilliant fun. And that's all I want. We are not going to win the league. So that's what I want as a Tottenham fan. But like three weeks ago, you said that you were... (laughs) <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> I know I, uh, I'm we oh, spent far too much go in the other eye yeah. uh, <laughs> we spent far too much of this podcast talking about a small club so let's uh, let's move on shall we can we right uh, should we just address something yeah. our TikTok is doing really well yeah isn't it Hannah I, I, I feel like yeah yeah I'll let you is there anything <laughs> right but we there's been what's been great I think about our TikTok is um, there's been a lot of interaction with the fans, in inverted <laughs> commas. Um, so basically what's been happening, we're really happy that people are watching the videos, by the way, and like even though there's some videos that got 70-odd comments or whatever, two, 3,000 people are watching the videos, so it's still a very small percentage. Yeah. And we're really happy because all we want to do is put funny, stupid stuff out there. We want to put out stuff that you either find interesting and thought-provoking, like, oh, I'm a Tottenham fan. I disagree with Joe. Here's what I think. Or, or oh, do you drink um, breast milk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just want to put out silly stuff to hopefully make you laugh. Or if you're a football fan, go, oh yeah, I, here's my thoughts on that. Whatever. It's 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 just so you like it. That's why that's why we do this, right? 
So my thing is that there's quite a lot of people who are getting quite angry on TikTok, particularly about Hannah's impressions, right? And I, I firstly, I, I don't know why you would comment if you don't like something. Yeah. I know it's very easy and that's the way the platform's set up, but if I don't like a TV programme, I don't pause it and write to the BBC and go, I don't like this, it's rubbish, and I think you're rubbish. I just change the channel. So bear in mind, guys, this is a democracy and these social media platforms are democratic. If you don't like what we do, don't follow us and don't watch the videos. It's really easy, and that's fine. And we hope that you find your joy somewhere else in your evil black little hearts. <laughs> uh, but, but, but seriously, like, what's the point in just commenting and saying negative stuff? I don't get it. If you don't like it, it's going to stress you out. And you're saying negative stuff. So just don't watch it. It's really, it's really, really easy. And and honestly, I hope you do find something that you like. I think it's that simple. Also, can I just say, I just get from the tone of some of the comments, I'm pretty sure they all think it's me replying. Yeah, they do. Because they keep saying Yeah, mate. they definitely think it's a guy. Absolutely. <laughs> but nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what's been happening is people have been commenting, actually just saying like really stupid stuff yeah. right and hannah's been not hannah sorry whoever looks after the rosehead tiktok account has been going back with really childish comments now i think that's really funny right <laughs> and that is funny that's what we're here to do just do stupid childish stuff but this has been riling up these people even more but i my personal opinion is if you say something horrible on social media we're allowed to take the mickey out of your hair yeah. or your stupid profile absolutely picture free reign yeah so it's just like do you know what and none of it's cruel it's all just stupid and childish but also don't get angry when you say something horrible and then someone takes the mickey out of your stupid homemade haircut because obviously that's gonna what do you think that we've got no right of reply like it's just a mic drop from you no if you say something we are gonna rinse you yeah exactly <laughs> that's it um but yeah, it's, it is funny because I, I do look at these comments and think they so think it's me. <laughs> look, how, look how much it's stressing you out that they think it's you. Well, no, because I was just like, <laughs> oh no. It was like, a comment the other day when the lad said, oh, this is like year eight humour. You need to grow up. And then I looked at his profile picture. He was about 14. And I was like... Well, he's in year nine now, Hannah, yeah. so that's beneath him. <laughs> he's telling, <laughs> telling me to grow up. I'm like, I'm 36 today. Christ. But what's... Oh, happy birthday, by the way. Cheers, thanks. Happy birthday. But, what here he goes thanks mike <laughs> finally <laughs> yeah, really meant he was looking at his phone. 12 hours later <laughs> he was looking at his phone as he said it hannah <laughs> but what i do find quite funny is that hannah is an adult woman with a life and a family is and a she? successful career <laughs> and she's getting into arguments with school children it's really bad. I need to stop. I'm just going to post the videos and then ignore um, any any comments or just filter out the word <laughs> and then we won't get any comments, will we? <laughs> we'll see how that goes because I'm just going to yeah. screenshot some comments and send them to you okay. until you just explode and go on a rampage like, again. Um, right, Champions League this week and Messi finally scored, Mike. And it was a very good goal. It's a very, very messy goal. If you had to kind of draw a messy goal, it would look like that, wouldn't it? I mean, PSG are just playing football manager at this point, aren't they? Messi, yeah. Neymar and Bappe up front. And it's about time they actually won the Champions League. It's been a it's been a long time coming. And I feel like this should be their year, but will it be? I, I don't know. But yeah, Messi was just being Lionel Messi. And it I thought he played made, really well. Yeah, it maybe took him a few games to, to adjust. I know there was a bit of a... 
there was a bit of a hullabaloo on, on the weekend when uh, Maurizio Pochettino took him off and uh, he wasn't he wasn't best pleased. Uh, but I feel like he's sort of coming around to the idea that he's not at Barcelona anymore and this team sort of isn't built around him. He's like He has to adapt and that's probably a big thing for a guy who's been playing in a club that's literally built for him for the last 15 years. So I thought it's, it's just great to watch and it's great to see all the little... Ronaldo fanboys that are like, oh, Messi never played in another league. Or Messi can't do this. Messi can't do that. Messi could play at any club in the world and absolutely light it up. I don't think that's that's an issue. And I think he's showing it a bit now. Yeah. And that goal as well, he did a classic Messi. Because one thing Messi's never going to lose. And why, for me, I mean, I think Ronaldo and Messi, I think are pretty much neck and neck in terms of the greatest players of all time. And this conversation is pretty redundant. But you just can't get the ball off him. And that's pretty much what he did. It's like one of those people where you play at five a side and it's so annoying. And as many times as you try to foul them, they're impossible to tackle. And it was a quality goal. If you haven't seen it, uh, do watch the highlights. They won't win the Champions League though, because they'll play Bayern Munich, who are tactically organised and that front three won't track back. And they'll just get punished by a team who are just much better at operating as a team. I really don't think that individuals win. They certainly don't win you leagues. But uh, cue loads of people say, giving me loads of examples of when they do. But I thought, I mean, Mike, I thought Bayern looked apps. I mean, they look so good. I don't know why people are talking about City and PSG. Bayern look absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, and they've got like one of the best young managers in world football, if not the best, Julian Nagelsmann. And they've done it on plenty of occasions where they've maybe not had, you know, the, the top manager. But the sort of quality of the team paired with his you know, tactical insight is just unbelievable. I mean, he's done he's done the job at Hoffenheim, took them up to like Champions League places from like mid-table and he did a good job at Leipzig as well. And he's just like going to the very top, if not at the very top already. And when you've got someone like Lewandowski in your team, it's just, it's just easy, isn't it? The guy is just absolutely unbelievable. And when you sort of poach the best players from your rivals... It doesn't make for the most healthiest competition, but it does make you like a winning machine. So, yeah, they're dangerous. They just look so good. And obviously everyone was raving last year about uh, Hansi Flick broke the record for the best start ever as a Bayern Munich manager. The most goals scored in the first five games, I think it is. Nagelsmann's now broken that. I think they scored eight at the weekend in Germany. They scored five last night. They look absolutely electric. Sane's finally playing well for them. Gnabry, Goretzka, Kimmich. Thomas Müller so still playing well. Neuer looks back to his best again. I think they just, I mean, they look scary. And I've always had a soft spot for Bayern because I don't live in Germany, so I don't hate them because they're the best team. So <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I love that relentless Germanness um, as well. And that kind of ruthless efficiency to use a, an old phrase. And Raphael Honigstein, uh, the German football pundit, said when most good teams are winning four or five nil, they take their foot off the gas, not Bayern. They just keep going to see how many Ruthless. goals they can get. No sympathy, no sympathy whatsoever no. for their opposition. And that's why they're so good. Um, Ronaldo bailed out United again, Hannah. Yeah. Were you happy? Um, well, was I happy? <laughs> yes, to win the match. But I don't think, I think uh, Ole could have brought the subs on a bit earlier. I thought Cavani and Lingard made a massive impact mm. in the game. And I thought it's great that we scored that goal if Ronaldo didn't score the winner at the end, at the very end of that game. If that goal wasn't there, it would be a completely different story today. Um, so I think that's quite a consideration moving forward. I think like the, I'm going to the, um, the match United versus Everton on Saturday. 
which will be my first time at Old Trafford this season. And I'm just more excited to be part of that Ronaldo buzz. Um, I can't wait to, to just be in the stands and watch. But I think equally there was a bit of a dip before Ole made the subs. And people was like, come on, bring it. We need a bit more injection of play here. And uh, yeah, Lingard's, I think he's, I think he's going to improve week on week. He's got so much potential and I think it's just clicking for him. Um, and the pass from Cavani to Lingard last night was was fantastic. So, yeah, I think um, it's, it's positive moving forward. Also, really, really good little assist for Jesse Lingard because he actually just flicks it yeah. away from the keeper. Yeah. It's actually really good kind of alert play. Um, Alex Tellez's goal was pretty good as well, wasn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. Like Bruno picked him out, didn't he, as well? And he was just like, nah, he's not going to hit that first time in the air. Didn't even like wasn't even a half volley. Didn't even bounce. Just sweet spot, straight into there. It, it it feels like for me as an outsider and not a United fan, the pressure on Ollie is just unbelievable. Every single decision he makes is getting scrutinised to the max. It yeah. feels pretty ominous because at the moment they're getting bailed out by Ronaldo. Yeah, um, is that going to continue? Probably not. But like after every defeat, after every you know draw where they've not quite played well, it feels like. You know, it's it's sort of yeah, as I say, ominous folly. I don't know. Yeah, but we're part of that problem, aren't we, Mike? Because me and you do it every week. Yeah, but yeah, but it, like, there's a, again, there's that like not not similar to to um, Spurs, but like there's an absence of a plan. Like I don't know what United are about at the moment. Yeah, I thought I feel like they were getting a semblance of that without Ronaldo last season. Like they they played decent football. Um, again, against the lesser teams, they were they were free flowing at times, um, and then against the big teams, they sort of stuck like two defensive midfielders in there, Fred and McTominay, and, and could do a job. But now, like with Ronaldo, the whole game is geared towards him, and if he doesn't yeah. score, like like he didn't at the weekend, mm-hmm. United lost. So, you know, it's it's a pretty like simple plan, and I think that's why people are maybe getting a bit frustrated. I can't see uh, Fernandez ever taking a penalty ever again. That was pretty shocking, oh, yeah. wasn't it? Um, but yeah, last night I picked my dad's had both his knees replaced this week. So I was picking my dad up from the hospital. So I missed the first half of the, the match. And uh, I text my uh, MU uh, TV friends and said, listen, how, how's the match going? And it was basically the general consensus was United were not playing very well for the first half at all. Mm. Um, and then just before Ronaldo... Um, scored last night the first thing I said was oh, I hope Ronaldo doesn't regret his decision to come to Manchester United because you can see the frustration on his face and I know he's a passionate player and he's like that with every team he wants to win he wants to score but I just watching the performances I thought god this is a, it's not it's not brilliant it's not brilliant uh, style of play and I just feel sometimes that Ole is like five minutes behind on where he needs to be um, in terms of his decisions it's yeah. almost as if somebody's going oh right okay it's critical now make some subs but who does that at the very last minute of a match that you need to score on you know there was a lot riding on that last night so um ultimately pleased with the result but was interesting that you mentioned the uh chris about bruno fernandez as well not taking a penalty again because actually overall he has a better penalty conversion rate than cristiano ronaldo is it the last 22 23 something well, he scored 91% of the penalties he's ever taken. Yeah. And Cristiano Ronaldo scored 84% of the penalties he's ever, he's ever taken. Now, I know that it's a much, much longer 
yeah. period for Cristiano Ronaldo. But still, on the face of it, Fernandez is a better penalty taker. And you wonder if that kind of Ronaldo dictatorship is going to be an issue. But to be honest, I don't actually think that's been much of a problem so far. I, I just look at it again. I just think, I don't know, maybe Solskjaer is learning his trade at one yeah. of the world's biggest clubs. Because I know obviously he's managed Cardiff and he's managed Malmo, but really not not the same <laughs> I was about to say the same bucket of fish. That's not it, is it? Same kettle of fish. <laughs> it's like changing um, your air style, your air colour, in it. <laughs> it's like doing a hair dye with a bucket of fish. Uh, but it's really not the same thing. And I suppose maybe he's learning that kind of big game management. I just feel, I, I do just kind of stand by what I said. I think there's better, there'd be better managers for Manchester United because I just think there are elite level managers out there. That's because you um, just want to sack every manager, don't you? Get them out. <laughs> Get them out. It was the best job in the world being a football manager because you get fired and they buy out the rest of your contract. It's yeah, quality. <laughs> so you Mourinho's just be rubbish like... and still get paid loads. Yeah, Mourinho, Jose, Mourinho's a master of that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Jose Mourinho has been paid over fifty million pounds for doing badly at his job. Yeah. Now, what I mean, a, what we're a career talk... path. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to talk about this anyway, but like when I've been sacked before, and I am, I am without a doubt the patron saint of cancelled tv shows and <laughs> failed radio projects if you have a thus far successful television project and you would like it to wither and die in six months then get me on as the presenter because i will i don't feel like i do anything wrong personally i feel like i'm just kind of like impending doom i'm like the grim reaper for any decent television program and yeah, oh, I've been involved with tons of things that have died, crashed and burned. I don't think I've ever been actually fired because I've always jumped before I was pushed. So I've never got my million pound payoff. But Hannah, have you ever been fired? So I was nearly fired because um, I went and got a job in a bar and uh, I'd never worked in a bar before. I didn't know that Kahlua... I just saw K-A-H, so I was like, oh, some Kahula. So that's where I was at with knowing my spirits and stuff. You thought he played up front for Chelsea about 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Sol Solomon Kahlua. Yeah. That? <laughs> um, so basically the guy behind the bar said, oh, listen, I'm, I'm at university. I need, uh, I need a job. So um, never worked in a bar. Could I get a job here? And he was like, okay, if, if you haven't worked in a what's the difference between beer and lager? And I was like, uh, obviously I really thought about it. And I was like, um, so... Uh, Lager is more of a, a dehydrated urine colour than beer. <laughs> he looked at me and thought I was trying to be funny. He was like, oh, my God, you start on Friday. And then I was like, ah, so the problem is, because I'm new to the area, I was hoping to make some friends, so I don't really want to work Fridays and Saturdays, so I don't really want to do weekends in <laughs> the busiest bar where I was living. And he looked at me and he's just like, are you actually being, are you actually being, you're, you're being serious? So basically I worked every Friday and every Saturday for about a year. In this bar, did you make any friends? Um, the manager, probably one or two. Um, but I was, I was, <laughs> oh, so no, I actually made no, I did. I make, I made loads of friends. Um, all right, oh my god, okay. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, my best friends now. I've got loads of friends. Um, I haven't, and um, yeah, one night I was uh, making drinks and we used to serve a, a screaming orgasm for three pounds fifty. So all the local old men used to come in and they're with no teeth and they'd be like, hey, love, can I have one of your orgasms? And I'd be like, it was so degrading. And they'd be like, put extra cream on the top. And then I'd have to make these orgasms no. and give these drinks to old men. Um, but I was so bad at my job. Sometimes I'd make a drink and people would be like, what the f is that? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> Just give me 350 and go because it, it's, it's not supposed to be green. <laughs> so I was I've terrible. Got quite, what's. What's a in a screaming orgasm? Um, so it's like a creamy, like Bailey's, Kahlua, um, and a bit of amaretto. 
uh, mixed in and you have to shake that it sounds up. sounds quite nice. But you have to stand there and, you know, do the whole like... A, a cocktail shaker while the, <laughs> yeah, the old men watch you. Yeah. And then it was or a, just being a bartender. <laughs> <It Yeah>. was, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, all the time. Um, and then it was. <laughs> like that. Yeah, if you do it like that, I'm pretty sure they will get excited. I've never seen a barman do that. Oh, oh no, the tops come off. Oh, yeah, oh god, oh, sorry guys, it's all in my face. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was a flares bar. Well, that's not going on TikTok. <laughs> I just snorted. Sorry, sorry, Hannah. Sorry, you. It was a flares bar, so um, the, the the manager would be like, Hannah, catch, and he'd just th- spin a, a bottle of vodka. <laughs> so naturally the thing is to go, and stand back and then smash on the floor. Or just try and catch it. Yeah, because what well, the idea was, I used to, you'd free pour everything, so you'd just spin the bottle and be like, catch it, and all the other staff were actually good at their jobs, so they could like catch it and then, you know, pour vodka in the, the drinks, but I used to just step back and let, <laughs> let it smash let in it my smash. face. So I was the worst barmaid in the bar. But I hate that in a bar. And I am too old to go to bars like that. So, like, I haven't been for a while. But, you know, you sometimes find yourself in somewhere like that. And they're just like, hey, man, I'm going to chuck it to Vinny. And he catches it. It's like, hey. And it's like, oh, they're kind of like, oh, look how cool and loose we are. And look how much fun we're having. It's just a poor my drink, knobhead. This is why there's such a big queue. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. <laughs> it drives me mad. Um, also, what is the difference between beer and lager? Well, uh, <laughs> Beer's just still doesn't know. Beer, I, still, I still don't know. Beer no, just, well, it's like beer, like lager and ale, right? Beer is just the, the that's just the umbrella term. It's like a it? more looks like a really dehydrated no? morning wee. Beer you does. Brew them different ways, don't you? But I don't know what they are. Yo, don't ask me. <laughs> so would you say beer is more the colour of sort of the cupboard behind you? Yeah. And no, lager's the colour of the cupboard behind you, and beer's the colour of your jumper. Um. Well, yeah, I kind of think a similar sort of colour. So wait, this... wait, but lager is beer, though. No, it's not. Beer is something else. You make Jesus it a different Christ, way. Jesus Christ, three of us in a bar. I went there for two years <laughs> and I still don't know. Yeah, but lager is well, like I... more hydrated wee, isn't it? But where beer, well, beer like... is a, like a sugar puff wee you've, you do the day after you've got really drunk. It's like looks dehydrated. Hmm. Yeah, that's the technical way. To that's, I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what the uh, the guys at the campaign for real ale would have on their website. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I told you once. I've worked in. I've only worked in a bar once, and I worked there for a month over Christmas. The Anglers in Teddington. Shout out. And I I really hated it, and I sort of didn't like dealing with drunk people and stuff. And also, I like to go to bed early if I can, so I didn't like having to work late. Um, so I used to lock myself in the storeroom and they served uh, chili puffs, but you got the chili puffs out of a sack that I would say weighed 30 kilos. And I used to sit on the sack of chili puffs, pick a hole in it and eat the chili puffs directly <laughs> out of the, the sack and then fold it so you can see and go back with like all chili puff around my mouth. Um, it's, it was quite a low point. That's How really long ago sad, was that? Oh my God. Last year? Uh, that was, I would say, July 2021. Um, but that was happening. <laughs> uh, I hope my boss isn't listening. And then you've got to be on chili in your right eye now. and you've got pink eye. Uh, oh. There it is. Um, Mike, have you ever been fired? Yeah, I mean, I got fired from my first ever job uh, doing a paper round at the age of like 15. I did it for like a few days, um, you know, getting on my bike. Uh, but I made the mistake of joining up at like winter time. So on like my second week, Cold. it snowed. <laughs> And uh, I turned up at, at the place, like, like trying to get through the snow, snow to get to this news agents. And 
I was just like, mate, like this, this is a nightmare. I can't do it. And he was like, yeah, but people still need their papers. And I was like, well, you're gonna have to find someone else because I, I literally, I literally can't do this. And um, I, I had to get my dad to come and help me finish my paper round because he's so was pathetic. Too big. <laughs> but you did so finish the pathetic. paper round. No, I, I, th- I think I, I think I like quit halfway through. And I, I went back and I, I just like threw the papers down on the floor. I was like, mate, this is a nightmare. And obviously, yeah, he just sacked me on the spot. Sounds oh. like such a dramatic scene. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, you know, like he started like scream. He started screaming at me. He was like, right. you don't understand responsibility. There's people need their papers. So I was like, all right, mate, I'm like 15. I'll just okay. ask my dad to help me do the paper. I you don't understand. We have rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really dramatic. But yeah, I didn't learn my lesson. Oh my God. It's like a few good men. Again, ask your parents. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Such bang up to date references. They're all at least 25 years old. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. So there you go. So this week, Jamie Carragher was interacting with uh, Thierry Henry while they interviewed uh, fellow Frenchman, Neil Mopé. Also, actually, if you haven't seen pictures of Thierry Henry at the North London Derby on Sunday, he was dressed a little bit like an extra from the Fresh Prince. So that's well worth looking up in kind of a retro 90s, Arsenal shirt which is really nice oversized glasses and a baseball cap it was a bit of a like oh I'm famous don't look at me while I get on the tube oh no it's me Thierry Henry you guys have found me yeah let's totally do some autographs yeah that's German um, yeah <laughs> it turned into my Jürgen Klopp didn't yeah, it, it did, yeah. <laughs> guys I'm too- oh you think this is exciting Robert Perez is over there you should get no guys seriously I will I- you want some photos yeah it's gonna be very nice um Thierry Henry so <laughs> Curious, Terry and Reed, Camp German man. You have a, but you they were you didn't stroke your breasts, then, Joe. You normally stroke yourself. What do you think that is? There we go. There it is. It's out of shot. Got my hand on one. That's where the inspiration comes from. Me me. Ooh. Yes. Jamie Carragher kind of did the Joey Barton, like speaking in English, but with a French accent. Obviously, Steve McLaren did this, didn't he, when he was at FC20, tried to yeah. do Dutch and was like, I'm very happy to be here. I, I always do, when I try to do Dutch, I'm always Brooklyn. I'm very happy to be here in, in Harlem managing your football. Oh, what a team. What a team this guy has. <laughs> What's happened? I think I've just had a little stroke. Look at Mike's face. <laughs> Mike's no, I was going to say it, it happened with uh, David Moyes at Real Sociedad as well. He was he was in like one of his first ever um, press conferences and they were playing Real Madrid that week. And he was just like listing off all the players in the most Scottish way. He was like, yeah, they've got loads of great players. Cruz, Ramos. And then he just went, in a really like <laughs> funny, like Spanish imitation. And you just became a laughing stock. You got a lot of great players. All right. She'll listen to me. You got like, like that. Yeah, like that. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I used to actually have an, an Irish French teacher at school. So she'd That's be like, Bonjour. My, my name is Madam Hartam. <laughs> So when I went for my GCSE French exam, I was like, Bonjour, je m'appelle Hannah. And the, <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah, the assessor was like, what? And I was like, je m'appelle Hannah. And um, I got a D. I got a D. I failed. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I failed. That does surprise me. And Madam Hatton was like, never mind. I was like, I think you were part of the problem, hun. You'll be unsurprised to hear that I actually uh, I got an A star at German GCC and I sat it a year early, which is why my German print impressions are so good. <laughs> what yeah. a nerd. Wow, did you? 
Yeah, this is what in. I was like, guys, we're here. So it's like venue in Germany. It's like <laughs> order a meal in a restaurant. Oh my God, guys. I just want the strudel. Uh, sorry, I just get, I'm, Mike, I'm too excited. Sorry, Why is doing... everything so camp in your, in your German? Yeah, impression? just talk properly. Just do it like yeah. as you would normally talk in German. What, for a German? So you can't do it. Yeah, it's all like. <laughs> a bit like this. Everybody stop it. Okay. <laughs> you got my titties. Um, I can't believe you guys left the EU. You're so crazy. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring it. Let's just bring it down. Sorry, Mike. Let's just bring it down a level. This is the look I used to get from Mike, like through the glass when we were on radio together. Because obviously you two used just... to work together before we started the podcast. So that's how you yeah, yeah. yeah. So another job we didn't get sacked from, but I would come in every day and there'd be one fewer member of staff. <laughs> and it'd be like, where's, where's Johnny? Be like, don't ask about Johnny. <laughs> it's kind of like people just go every it's really weird until there's like no one there it's just been like me and mike like in my head like the wind is like whistling through the building because it's so empty um but mike used to look at me just like just breathe calm down did you <laughs> yeah because um, i used to i used to like shout in, in his ears so we, we had like the sort of talk back feature where joe was presenting but i could talk to him while he was talking and I used to throw him off quite a lot with silly things but sometimes i'd have to sell him off because he's a naughty naughty man just just get too excited get too excited but anyway that's the world's longest segue ever but i believe hannah get ready if you're on tiktok get ready with oh your Christ. comments yeah, let's because we can this. hear from jamie carragher what we're talking about here yeah it's spears you know what's happened to you no we don't know what's happened to arsenal to the arteta you know we just don't know we just don't know gary Okay, Jamie Carragher there. Yeah, cheers, uh, Jamie. Michael, what's your immediate reaction? <laughs> so spot on. It's great. I think it's so good. It's so I think good. It's so yeah. good. Um, look, and if you are watching on TikTok and you do have any thoughts, then please do feel free to <laughs> come. <laughs> please do feel free to comment. Keep it to um, yourself. <laughs> right, I think I think that'll probably do us for this week, won't it, guys? <laughs> so, look, thank you very much for listening. If you do want to get involved, it's Rosehead Soccer on Twitter, Rosehead Pod on instagram and on tiktok we've also got a facebook page just search rosehead soccer podcast and you will find us and we're really we're really grateful because the videos have done really well and we're so grateful to everybody who's watched the videos and everybody who's enjoyed them and also if you comment and you don't like them jokes on you because that's really good for our algorithms and stuff so <laughs> yeah. cheers cheers guys yeah it's making hannah really sad but it's good for the I show so what are you going to do? Uh, um, but yeah, if you do want to get in touch, get in touch on social media. Um, Hannah Reith, thank you very much. Thank you. Are you going to sing Mike, happy thank- birthday to me? There's no time. Uh, so- <laughs> 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 uh, thank you very much, Mike. Happy birthday, Hannah. Thank you. We will see you next time. Bye.